Good morning, everybody. Let's put this time in the Lord's hands. Thank you very much, Lord, for the opportunity that we have to come today to worship you, to learn about you, to enjoy fellowship together with one another. Thank you, Lord, because we have the freedom to come to this church, to this temple, to look for your face, oh Lord. And thank you, because one more time, we are enjoying this wonderful season, the season that um, reminds us how wonderful and many things you did for us, for your Son, Jesus Christ. I ask you, Lord, for everybody here that is present this morning, that you take care of uh, whatever they have in their hearts today, O oh Lord. Take away whatever occupation, worry, <clears throat> responsibility, uh, honey-do list after church, whatever it is has to be done, O oh Lord. Just take it away and help us to focus in you. I want this message, O oh Lord, to be for your glory, to glorify your name, and to, to tell you one more time that we don't know how much it costs to you. Uh, to save us, O oh Lord. Help me, O oh Lord, to preach your word this morning, and it will be not me talking, uh, it will be you talking through me, and use my tongue and this language to your glory. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. What a wonderful feeling when you receive good news. What a wonderful feeling when you get a letter. Uh, <clears throat> I was sharing this morning that in my country, we don't get letters too much. We don't use it most, most of the times because they get stolen on the way. Uh, it's not a federal felony back in Colombia. Uh, but I, I forgot to apologize in advance. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Pastor Eric and the Hispanic pastor here at this wonderful church. A uh, church that I love, uh, but English is not my first language, so if I say something inappropriate to you, please forgive me. It was not my intention. And laugh if you want, and then tell me later what I did. For the ones who are already, you know, in, in the house, they know me, and they have a lot of mercy to me. But, <clears throat> but what a wonderful feeling when you get a letter, when you get news, uh, you know, or maybe... Or most of the times, we are we are always a little bit negative about what we face on the daily basis. Let's say, what what is the first thought that comes to your mind? The first thing you think when you had when you got a phone call in the middle of the night, something bad happened. In most of my you know in my ministry here is helping at the, at the emergency room many times in the middle of the night or for the police. So many times I, I hear the phone. I put a different sound for the police and a different sound for the hospital. So that way I know for the sound it's a really, really, really an emergency. But, but, but when I hear the sound, I'm like, oh, Lord, I want to sleep. But what a wonderful feeling to receive good news. And that's what we're going to receive today. Some news that maybe you hear every, every December and every Christmas and every, you know, every time of the, in this season. But I want to share with you a little bit about a miracle that the Lord did four years ago. <clears throat> uh, for, for some reason, my immigration visa was denied. Even I bring half of my file. I didn't want to bring the whole thing. But uh, <clears throat> this is my immigration file. So we have letters, we have uh, pr uh, pictures of the church, we have pictures of the restaurants, we have pictures of the secretaries, we have pictures of pastors, we have pictures of everybody, pictures of the congregation, to try to prove immigration 
that this is a real church. But on top of that, they, they said no. My, my, my visa was denied one more time. And I was in a little bit of trouble at the time because my time to remain in the country was running out. I, uh, then on top of that, uh, I don't know if you remember, like four years ago, the government shut down. The full government shut down, something that is very usual in my country because they shut down when they want extra vacation. But in, in the United States, that doesn't happen. And, but they shut down for some reason, so guess what? Immigration shut down, too. And I you know, keep running out of time. And I remember I went all the way to Cleveland to talk to a different immigration lawyer for, to receive his advice. And I talked to my lawyer, and he said, well, you have to go to the uh, Pittsburgh airport and get a plane to, to Mexico, wherever you want to go, but get out of the country. And I said, Lord, I've been doing everything by the book, and you know, I know you want me here for a reason, but it's not working. I will have to leave to Pittsburgh maybe around 6, and, and right at the, at the right moment, I received a phone call from somebody that I think right now that it was the Lord, called, the Lord calling me through, through her. And she said, basically, stay still and trust me. And I was like, oh, Lord, ah, what, how hard is waiting? And I stayed. You know, I have to admit, I'm sorry, this is like what everything I will say could be used against me in a court of law. But I stay in this country three days illegally. Only three days. And after three days, a miracle happened. One immigration officer showed up at the church. Uh, so that day, Pastor Leonard was, was in his free day. But somehow he was here picking up a book. So they found Pastor at the church and they talked to Pastor. And through that... Even during the shutdown, they came and the Lord made this huge miracle for my visa to be approved. So I keep waiting and waiting and waiting and I finally get my letter. No, I forgot to show you. Even we sent in a book about the church was real in 1914 as a proof that this was a real church. I sent in a satellite picture of the church of Salem. And I get a letter and I see the stamp from immigration. I was so excited and I, you know, and my hands were shaking and I tried to read through it and basically said, This notice is to advise you that of action taken on this case, the official notice has been mailed according to the mailing procedures. So in real English means we send you a letter to let you know that the letter is in the mail. <laughs> What a disappointment. I said, well, I don't, that doesn't make any sense. They could save ink and paper and postage and whatever they want to say, but what's the, well. And I was very disappointed, but later on I got my real letter and I was happy and, you know, good news. That was for years ago and today I'm still here serving the Lord. But uh, more better news happened a long time ago when an angel came and talked to Mary about something that really cut the history in half. And we're, being, we're going to be studying the word in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to the 38. Luke chapter 1, 26 to the 38. For those of you that have the Bible, or if you have your iPhone and you have an app of those, like, like, or if you don't have it, you can download it. We have free Wi-Fi. Uh, <clears throat> but if you are old school, we have a Bible in front of you, or just listen to my kindergarten reading. Uh, but I'm going to read for you Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to the 38, and say, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent 
the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, the town of Galilee, to a virgin pleased to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greetings this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have been found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called, called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign re, <clears throat> over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How this will be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who has said to be unable to conceive in her sixth month. For no word from God will be ever fall. And Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, Mary, may your word to me be fulfilled. And the angel left. We hear about this story every time and every year, but we sometimes don't consider that this happened after 400 years of silence. For 400 years, the Lord didn't talk nothing directly to, to his people. That doesn't mean that the Lord wasn't working. He was working. He was making things ready. He's always working. He always has a plan. See, because the main, the main purpose of this or, or, or the subject of, of this sermon is when life seems impossible. But I saw outside in, in the sign that they have, they put something that's a journey, journey of hope. But for 400 years, maybe a lot of people was losing hope. 400 years was a lot of time. Sometimes we lose hope from one Sunday to the next. Imagine 400 years. But after 400 years, the first appearance, you know, Angel Gabriel came and talked to Zachariah, one of the priests. And he told Zachariah that his wife, who was very old, and he wasn't, she wasn't able to conceive, was going to have a baby. And that baby, as you know, or if you didn't, didn't know this, it was John the Baptist. That the Bible said that he will be preparing everything for Jesus. God sent Angel Gabriel to Nazareth. And it, it tells us a little bit about, the, about Angel Gabriel, a little bit, when he was talking to, to Zachariah. And said, the angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I am being sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. And it was six months later when this happened. Six months after that, this happened. And, and the reason I choose this picture that you see in the background is a picture that I have in my mind every day. It's a picture that I connect to most of the things that happen in my life every day. I consider that angels are around us, and elders don't work by themselves. Angels are just messengers, servants of the Lord. The Lord is the one who takes the decisions. The Lord is the one who commands them what to do. 
But we are, you know, these, these angels were maybe waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And like the kids when they're in the car, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Is the time ready yet? Is the time ready yet? But for 400 years, God keeps saying, not yet. But finally the time came and I, I assume all the angels were looking at Gabriel giving this wonderful news that basically cut the history of mankind in half. Even if you don't believe in Jesus or people that don't believe in Jesus, uh, one day every tongue will confess that Jesus is the Lord, so they have hope. Uh, but everybody knows in history books what it says, before Christ and after Christ, after Christ and before Christ. We know something major, major happened in history. When you see in history books that it was after Jesus and before Jesus. But let's, let's talk a little bit about Mary. That poor Mary, she was engaged. You know, but during those times, engagement could, could take up to a year. Up to two years because the, the, the room has to go and work and prepare the house and get it ready. Mary, the people could say that she was 15 or 20 years old. They, they're not really sure, you know, but they like to guess. As we guess so many times because we don't have enough information. But... Uh, <clears throat> but the, the Bible describes it in a very specific way in verse 28 and 30. And says, highly favored. For some reason, I don't know how God chose, you know, maybe, I don't know how many ladies were in Galilee during that time. But for some reason, the Lord chose Mary. Choose Mary for some reason, but highly favored. The grace of the Lord was upon her. And to verse 28 says to, the Lord is with you. Remember that during the Old Testament, you didn't have the Holy Spirit all, all the time, like we do now, how blessed we are. During the Old Testament, the, the Holy Spirit only came for a specific time, for a specific purpose, on a specific person. And as soon as his mission was accomplished, he was done. He, he, he went back. And, but the, Lord told, the, the angel told Mary, the Lord is with you. He said to him, verse 30, you have found favor with God. That's how the, the angel described Mary, or, you know, or, or talk about Mary. But how he described this baby, this was not a normal baby. He was a normal baby in the human way, yes, he was born. And uh, I don't think they have bikes during that time, but I assume he got hurt when he fall and things like that. A regular child, regular kid. But how he described this wonderful, wonderful baby. He described this baby, <clears throat> he, in verse 31, call him Jesus. And you know what that means? Jesus means that he will die for our sins, for the sins of the humanity. It was a special name, a name especially designed. Like how many, how hard for you was to choose the name of your kids? You know, you have some, everybody has an opinion. But how hard it is to choose. Imagine how, I don't know if it was hard for God to choose Jesus, but he chose that one. It was his very special name. But he called him in, the, in, in verse 32, <clears throat> He will be great as a baby. The son of the Most High, the one who will have the throne of his father David, his kingdom will never end. You know, he described Mary in a very specific way. He described the baby in a very specific and special way. 
Because this angel knew that this was a very specific and very special news. What a wonderful news. But you know, you know, you know, Mary, how Mary responded, you know, how when the angel came and he said, he said, greetings, you know, we don't use that word too much, you know, around, or I don't hear that word too much around Salem. I only hear that word in old movies from England. Uh, but greetings, you know, saying hello. I cannot imagine how excited was the angel to finally say, the Savior has, is coming. It's coming, the Savior is coming. But even as a proof, the, you know, Mary didn't ask for proof. But even as a proof, he said something in verse 36. He said, even Elizabeth, your relative, if go, your relative is going to have a child in her old age. And she who, has, who was said to be unable to conceive in her old age. As a proof that something was already happening, he said, Mary... You know, you, you, you know, you remember Elizabeth, she's already pregnant, six months. And if you really keep reading, you know, when you can read it at home, or maybe you remember, what was the first thing Mary did after this happened? She went right straight to see Elizabeth. She was right away to check if what the angel said was right. You know, she, she went to check. And what happened? The Bible said that the baby had the Holy Spirit already, and as soon as the baby heard the voice of Mary, what happened? I'm going to put it in, you know, in 2016 English. But the baby started jumping in the belly. You know, he was so happy to hear the voice because he knew who was the baby who, is, who, is come, who was coming. There was a confirmation. And there was a confirmation that we can see even today. That's a confirmation for us. To let us know that Jesus is not a regular baby. It's not like some people say, oh yeah, he was a good prophet, a good teacher, a good... Ravi, no, he was the Savior. He was the way that God created to create a path for us to become, to become or go to heaven, to become saved, to go to salvation. Because the Bible said that he died for us in the cross. He was holy. He was the only one who could be holy because he was not conceived by men. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit. That's kind of heavy sometimes to understand. But that was the whole plan. You know, says life, life seems impossible. Impossible things. How can a baby be conceived by the Holy Spirit? Only the Lord knows. I'm sure if some one of the one lady comes to you right now and tells you that she was that the Holy Spirit put a baby on her, you're not gonna really believe that. Because it's not in the Bible. But it was many and many and many prophecies in the Old Testament. Letting us know that something like this is, it was going to happen. And finally happened. When all my kids come and I start paying attention to what they're saying. And they say they're having boyfriends or girlfriends at school. I said, you're too young for that little fella. You know. And I tell the guys at high school. I said, dude, the first thing you learn to say in English is I love you, don't you? No, you have to focus. But this wonderful news came to Mary, and I love the way Mary answered. How she answered, I, she said, I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. And I have a good analogy that maybe is in a book or something, but I think the Lord put it in my mind. Uh, 
She said to may your word to me be fulfilled. But I want to focus in I am the Lord's servant. He said God has very special things prepared for us. But we have to submit to his will. The Lord has amazing plans for all of you, for me, for all of us. But sometimes we forget the little part that we have to submit. That we have to obey. Sometimes we don't put God at the number one. Sometimes the Lord is asking you to do something and you say, But Lord, I'm so busy. You know, I have this new job and I have extra responsibilities. And, and uh, I, will, I, will, I will serve you when I retire. Uh, then I will have a bunch of time. And then when you retire, I, Lord, I wish I could serve you. But now, you know, I, I, it's hard for me to bend down. It's hard for me to move around. I cannot really see at night. I, I, I wish I can be younger. If you really think about it, it's always an excuse. And I'm not saying that it's not a good excuse. I'm just saying that what a wonderful answer Mary gave to the angel. I am the Lord's servant. She could say, oh, well, can I, well, but can we do it next year? You know, I'm just engaged. You know, can you just wait for us to get married and then, because what the neighbors will say. You know, and, and you know, some people did it. Like when the Lord tried to talk to uh, <clears throat> Moses. He said, well, I'm not really good talking. But even, you know, the Lord make it work. But, I, you know, we have to ask ourselves how many times we walk away from the Lord's will. Just because we have a good excuse. Because we're busy working. Because we're busy making more money. Somebody say, we kill ourselves when we're young, trying to make money. And then when we're old, we gave all the money to the doctors to take care of us. That's sometimes for some people's life. You know, they kill themselves, they don't eat, they don't sleep, they don't enjoy time with their kids. Because they want to make money. And when they have all the money, kids are away. Kids don't really like them because they were never home. And they're too, you know, they're too old to really move around. That's, that happened in life. But if, we, if you really put the Lord first. And you said I am the Lord's servant. What a wonderful thing to say. And servant means that you really don't have a say. You know you're like the co-pilot. When you're in an airplane. Whatever the captain said has to be done. Major, major word to me be fulfilled. And, and I'm trying to share this message to you. Yes, we know about Christmas and we, we know the church looks beautiful. I don't know who did it, but bless you. God bless you. I, I, you know, I, I feel happy just to walk into my church because it looks so nice and I have a lot of people that I love. But, <clears throat> but we have to put the Lord first, always. Otherwise, we're losing so many. And something else that I want to share with you because time is running out that I want to kind of close is that some, some of the things or one of the things that the angel told to Mary is the Lord is with you. But guess what? It's a big difference today because the Bible said the Lord is with us, with us through Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. 
And that God that is alive is with us. He's not away anymore. He came to this earth, and I don't want to take part of the sermon of next week, but He came to this earth and He died on the cross for you and me. And now He's with us and He's alive. And thinking about this journey of hope, journey of hope, I want to give you hope. And I want to share with you something, uh, something small, real, real quick. I don't know how many, and I, I have to be honest with you, I really fight and fight and fight because I didn't, want to say, I didn't want to say this when I did it. But how many of you remember that I shared one time when I preached that I only have one jacket to preach? You don't have to raise your hand. But I didn't want to say it. I I, I, I I was sitting there and I the Lord keep saying to me, put it put it there. I said, no, I don't want to put it because I don't want people to think that I you know I I don't okay with one jacket. No, the Lord keep pushing and pushing and pushing, and I didn't put it on my paper, but I said, Lord, twist my ear. So I say, I say, well, I don't have many jackets. I only have one, but the Lord, I'm happy with whatever I have, like the Apostle Paul, and I didn't understood the point of it. I understood like half hour later. When I, when I went home that Sunday, somebody was waiting for me in my driveway. And somebody that is not, doesn't come to this church, he doesn't come to even a church in this city. He comes to a church in a city close by, but not this church and not this city. And I went there and I was like, Shirley was taking the kids home. And, and I was like, hey, hello, how you doing? What are you doing here? And he said, well, Pastor, I have to be honest with you. The Lord has been annoying us all morning to me and my wife that we have to come today to your house. And we have to tell you that we're going to buy you a suit. And you have to forgive me. I said, get out of here. (laughs) I said, who told you? Who called you from First Christian? He said, I don't know what you're talking about. And I said, no, 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 no. I get a little bit upset. And I said, don't take the glory of the Lord. Because that's a serious business. Now who told you? Tell me. Please. And I will be happy anyway. But he said, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, I just shared that like 10 minutes ago. And I, didn't, I wasn't praying about a jacket. I can care less about a jacket. But he, I, I told him, give me your cell phone. And then when he gave me his cell phone, I feel embarrassed. And I said, no, 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 take your cell phone back. And I understood it was the Lord. It was something small. I don't care about the suit. But it really showed me in a real way. And you think, how can that happen? It happened. Because God is with us. We have Emmanuel with us. And, and, and I wasn't even praying for a jacket. And, and it doesn't really, you know, for me it really means a lot that the Lord was paying attention to what I said. And what a big responsibility to me. I went into my house and I, I couldn't talk for like half hour. What can I say? I, I don't feel, I don't deserve something like that to happen to me. But that happened to all of us. You know, you could think this, this, yeah, this history is, you know, happened a long time ago, and this was about Mary and Jesus. No, this is about us today. This good news about Emmanuel, God with us, is for us today. You could say, oh yes, but that happened to you, pastor, because you're a preacher, you know, and you cannot pray a lot. No, I'm a, I'm a regular human being. 
I will have to ask for forgiveness every day to cheerly when I don't behave. And I tell her, I don't like to talk when I'm upset, so I get out of the house half of the day. I'm a human being like you. I, I face the same fears. I face the same challenges every day. But I, how can I say thank you enough to my Lord for listening to me and sending me somebody to get me a suit? But that the same Emmanuel, the same God that is alive, is with you today. And you know, and <clears throat> one of the things that said for verse 37, for no war from God will ever fail. In other words, nothing is impossible for God. We think it's part of a movie, we think it's something nice to say, Romans 8:28. No, it's something real. When you really trust in the Lord, when you really pop your in your journey of hope during this month, the Lord will show you His His grace. The Lord will show you His power in a real way, and you will be amazed. You will not have any worse. And I have a challenge for you because we I run out of time already. I have a challenge for you before I step down off this pulpit. I want to ask you if you can find your your your. Uh, Connect cards. If you find it, if you have it in your bulletin, or if you have some in the front, or if you don't find your connect card, just find one of the envelopes and just write in the back. And I put a basket there. It's something symbolic. Please don't put your name. But all of us here have something that we hope that we're waiting. Maybe we're waiting to be healed. Maybe we're praying for somebody that doesn't know the Lord. Maybe we're hoping to get into a specific university. Maybe we're hoping to get... Whatever is your hope, whatever you're asking from the Lord, whatever miracle you, you are really wanting to happen, just put it on, on, the, on the card. Don't put your name. And we have a wonderful team, prayer warriors, that it will pray for you. And I will pray for, for, for those things too. And if you feel like it, if you don't, don't worry about it. Just put it in the back. Just walk to the front and put it on the basket. I, put, you know, I, I prepare mine somewhere. Okay. So remember that God is with you. And while I pray, if you feel like you want to put something in the basket, feel free. And if you don't, that's okay. But I promise you that the Lord will show you that He's here. That He's with you and for you. And no heart is hard enough for Him. He will show you that He's with you. Let me pray for you. Dear Lord, thank you very much because we know you are alive. 2016, oh Lord, you are alive. You are so real in our lives, oh Lord. And I ask you for this congregation, oh Father. I ask you for, for them that they receive their hopes this year, oh Father. That they will remember Christmas 2016 because that was the year when the Lord gave me my hope. I ask you, Lord, for whatever they're looking for. I ask you, Lord, for whatever they're, they're, they're having trouble with. Maybe it's a sin that has been having have been in chains for years. Maybe it's a decision that they have to make. Maybe somebody that doesn't know the Lord. But I ask you, Lord, that you send angels around them this week to, to make miracles around them, to show them your, your, your hand, oh Lord. I ask you, for those ones who don't know you today, oh Father, that you keep knocking at the door, knocking at the heart. 
And one day they will come to salvation, O oh Father. And one day they will know that they have the right visa and the right passport to go to heaven, O oh Father. Thank you for this church. Thank you, Father, for this wonderful plan that you start through Mary to send your son to die for us in the cross. All these things I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.